I think beloved TV character Leslie Nope said it best, public service is sexy, but we know it doesn't always get the recognition it deserves. The services that government officials in our cities, counties, and municipalities provide are making a direct and immediate impact on the daily lives of residents, and their innovative use of technology is transforming the relationship between local government and the people it serves. Welcome to State Scoop's Local Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Forsman. In this podcast, I would like to take a moment and honor some of the visionaries working in local government along with the initiatives that are changing residents' lives for the better. This show is a five-part series. Each episode features a different category of our Local Smart Awards, which State Scoop announced on Monday, September 30th. The Local Smart Awards were conceived in an attempt to bring recognition to these visionaries and the projects that they do, and build off of our State Scoop 50 Awards, which highlight the folks in state government. The process works like this. In June, we opened a call for nominations to our entire government IT community. From there, we narrowed it down to the top leaders who received the most nominations. Then, for almost a month, the State Scoop community cast more than 100,000 votes to choose the 35 Local Smart Award winners. Now we get to the fun part. Today we're highlighting the winners of the first category, Golden Gov City Executive of the Year. This group is made up of visionaries in city government like mayors and C-level executives who are leading and transforming how their cities navigate a new technology landscape with innovative ideas and inspiration. There were 23 nominees for this category, and our audience winnowed it down to eight folks who stood out above the rest, and now we're here to give them the recognition they deserve. And the winners are Fairborn, Ohio City Manager Rob Anderson, Chattanooga, Tennessee Mayor Andy Burke, Boston CIO David Elges, New York Interim CIO Sev Formoso, Grand Rapids, Michigan City Treasurer John Glubinski, Highland, Illinois Technology and Innovation Director Angela Imming, San Jose CIO Rob Lloyd, and Las Vegas CIO Michael Sherwood. In a series of interviews, we talked to each leader about their roles, their top priorities and projects, vision for the future, and advice for future government leaders. So without further ado, here are their stories. As city manager of Fairborn, Ohio, Rob Anderson oversees the city's 240 full-time employees and the full suite of services that the city provides. When it comes to technology, though, the name of the game is efficiency. So we're always looking for ways to utilize technology to make our operations more effective and efficient whether that be in the police service, whether that be in the fire service, or if we're looking at water and sewer operations, uh, technology certainly is helpful in those areas as well. In Boston, things operate on a much larger scale. David Elges has been Boston CIO since November of 2018, and he sees his technology mandate as pretty broad. My job is really uh, in charge of the technology citywide, um, everything from really laying dark fiber and connecting all of the um, our city locations and, and putting out free wireless for our, our residents to uh, really focusing on security and, and change management and our core infrastructure and disaster recovery and all these, all these great things. Elge's strategy there, though, is to align those technology initiatives with the mayor's strategy, covering everything from smart city efforts to using technology to keep an eye on changes in climate and the potential impacts it can have on the city sitting on the coast. The CIO works to combine the city's technology work with the mayor's strategy to ultimately deliver for the public. Our goal is 
really as we as we work for our residents to really make the lives of uh, the residents of the, of the city of Boston um, as as good as we can as uh, using really kind of user-centric design as uh, we focus on our residents to make sure that how they're interfacing with municipal government meets their expectations. Far from New England, Grand Rapids, Michigan City Treasurer John Glubinski found that service to the public is essential, especially when you consider how technology enables that. Glubinski's department realized in 2015 that they didn't understand how people were using their website, but after looking at analytics, found that almost all of the site's hits went to researching and paying bills. If we have a website and we have 200,000 citizens and they're going out there to look and research and pay a bill, we've got to rethink what we were doing. That experience led Glubinski and his team to think about having what they called a digital front door for residents to conduct business with the city. From there, Glubinski pulled together his office, the 311 operation, and embarked on a complete website redesign for the city. We wanted the ability for our customers to transact business whenever, wherever, and on the device they're choosing. That was our driving principle. We didn't matter. It didn't matter to us when they, they transacted the business. We just wanted to make it very simple. A few states over, in Illinois, Angela Imming serves Highland, a city not far from the Missouri border. It's a small community, but uh, it's very innovative. Imming leads technology and innovation projects for the city and is responsible for all the systems, networks, and cybersecurity. But all that comes with a twist. So we happen to be our own municipally owned uh, broadband provider. So um, a couple years ago, the city decided that they were kind of tired of being held to <laughs> uh, the major charter spectrum here, didn't have really any service or any speed. So um, we went out for bonds and uh, built our own fiber to the premise network. Because of the city's own fiber network, Iming also provides network support to 2,300 residents and 300 businesses that pay for Highland services over a private vendor. On the innovation side, Iming works with other city leaders on process and service improvement. That doesn't always come down to technology. Sometimes that just comes down to um, some different processes. Sometimes it comes down to creating um, different uh, mechanisms for their employees to be able to reach out to our, our customer base, which is the residents. Um, so that, that side of my job doesn't always include technology. Sometimes it does, but I also kind of lean on my um, Lean Six Sigma and continuous improvement background to kind of help, help the folks along with that. In the heart of Silicon Valley, San Jose has a problem. Um, so for about 13 years, the city had some financial struggles and a decade of deficits, as it's called. And coming out of that in 2016, we said, how do we turn um, technology into a strategic asset that's going to help the city evolve and become a not only smart city, but a much more responsive one into, into uh, perpetuity. Lloyd, who joined the city in 2016 after working as the CIO of Avondale, Arizona, Ashland, Oregon, and the Colorado Parks Wildlife Department, assembled a team to help move San Jose forward, and fast. And so my role is as the CIO uh, to be able to make sure that we execute those projects of all the um, city 
be more responsive to the community and build a culture that's going to keep us going. Some might not think of Las Vegas as the place for technology and innovation, but Michael Sherwood, the city's CIO, makes it his mission to change that perspective. He operates in what he calls an evolving role that covers the operation of IT, using technology to drive business development and setting up the city's technology operation for workforce development and innovation. Sherwood and his team have spent a lot of their time working on mobility and has jumped headfirst into the autonomous vehicle movement. The city of Las Vegas was um, the first city in the United States to launch an autonomous vehicle in mixed flow traffic, meaning it drove freely amongst cars and pedestrians. Um, that was uh, a year-long pilot, um, had over 40,000 riders on it, um, and was very successful. And we look at you know expanding that program here in the future. With autonomous vehicles actively in testing in the city, Sherwood said he also is working on smart traffic solutions, including connected car communications and traffic light timing. Outside of transportation, Las Vegas is working on an effort around smart parks, something the city expects to announce formally later this year. While Sin City is working on autonomous vehicles, Fairborn, Ohio, which serves 32,000 people, is working on projects to save the city money and keep citizens connected. The city upgraded water meters in residents' homes and businesses from manual meters that require a door-to-door -door reader to now automated meters that send data via radio waves to city offices. That effort is a game-changer, Rob Anderson says, and allows the city to proactively alert residents about potential water leakage in their homes, saving them big money. We can actually know if somebody is having an issue with their water, so they have a water leak or uh, some type of a problem, we can identify that problem in real time, notify that homeowner, and save them potentially hundreds of dollars. If, uh, if a water leak goes unnoticed for a full month, uh, depending on when it's caught and when it happens, it could be several hundred dollars worth of a bill uh, that person would be responsible for. This technology allows us then to head that off and keep it from becoming that type of an issue. In Grand Rapids, when John Glabinski's team upgraded the city website, it became clear that residents craved a new payment channel, enabling them to pay their property tax bills online in a secure format. So as a user, I can go on and sign up for our app. I can link my property taxes, my refuse account, my water bill, parking tickets, and if I had a community development block grant loan, I could link that as well. The beauty of that is now we can push notifications to customers, we can push reminders to customers. They can easily go in and click multiple bills and make it one payment at one time because the information is saved. Through that upgrade, the city went from nearly $30 million of collections online to a projected $70 million in the next year. In Highland, Illinois, Angela Imming also took another look at the city's website and reconfigured the design to prioritize access for the citizen, rather than scattered channels of interfacing with government via social media and the like. So basically the idea is, you know, they go to one site and that site, you know, every different uh, social media platform or communications um, landing page that they have is going to direct them back to the citizens portal where they will be able to enter in their question. And um, here comes the automation, right? The innovation in the background is that we will be firing off keywords and making sure that that request or that, um, that comment or concern gets routed to the right group. And that happens behind the scenes. So they don't have to wait on the phone. They don't have to wait until eight o'clock in the morning 
you know, to kind of make sure that gets to the right place. Still relatively new in the CIO role in Boston, Elges has put a huge priority on cybersecurity. One of the first things he did was hire Greg McCarthy as the city's CISO. McCarthy is also a local SMART award winner. So I'm very security focused um, because I know that through um, many colleagues and friends through the years, I, I do understand all too well what happens during a security situation, how that really can, um, can really change the trajectory of an IT department. So it's really important that we really focus on securing our, our environment first. When considering projects and priorities, each city is taking a different approach. For San Jose, that means an overall approach on becoming a secure city. And that means more than just information security, but it means getting IT to evolve into privacy um, and into um, ethical use of data and, and information. Um, and if we can do that, then we can get into smart cities and IoT more readily without making mistakes we can't walk back As on. this first round of Golden City executives look toward the local government generation of the future, their advice is similar. Be flexible. So the biggest thing that I could tell people that want to get into the government service is you need to be flexible. Um, I think government has a bad reputation, rightly so, I'm not saying it's unwarranted, of being very rigid, you know, it's it's got to be by the book, it's got to be the black letter of the law. Uh, while that's true, we have to operate under certain parameters, we really need to be uh, problem solvers and try to figure out a way to address those problems in a different way. Um, I've tried to instill that in our organization here, and we're starting to see some success. So instead of the first answer you get when you come to the city, a lot of times that answer is no. Uh, instead of our first answer being no, it's, Let's try to figure out if we can make that happen. Uh, and a lot of times you have to say no. But I think a lot, as long as you can demonstrate to someone that you've at least looked at their problem, tried to come up with an alternative solution, the answer may still be no, but I think people appreciate that a little better. And it helps build trust in the local government. I think we're in an unprecedented time, and I think being able to be technology savvy and use technology tools is extremely important. Um, the ability to analyze data, um, I think, is key. Um, and, you know, again, the world is changing at a very rapid pace. So being able to stay up with those changes um, is extremely important. So from a workforce perspective, I think, you know, having employees um, not only have a strong vertical, but also be horizontally um, educated as well um, will be extremely important going forward. The ability to change and rapidly adapt to situations um, is, to me, probably the number one component of advice I would give is being able to be flexible, being able to do and understand different things, not just being in one vertical, but having a horizontal view to your organization. John Globinski has a slightly different approach. It's not as much about flexibility, but more about adapting. You know, we can always say, tell anybody, you know, if you're looking at this for local government, you have to be flexible. You know, that, that's kind of becoming a cliche. We have to adapt as fast as technology is adapting. Um, you know, we, we just have to be prepared for it, and we have to open our minds to it. And, you know, the different groups that are out there bringing this forward, it's it's like we're trying to, we're, we're running and running and running, and it's like, are we going to ever catch it? And I don't think we will. 
but we have to be prepared to provide the best solutions possible for our citizens. Taking a slightly more personal perspective, Rob Lloyd said working in government is about empathy. You, you have to start with empathy because you have to care. You have to care about the experience and workload that your peers are running into. You have to care about what um, your businesses are having as an experience so that they can grow. Um, you have to worry and care about your families that are thriving because those will drive the priorities that are most in tune with your elected representatives, your departmental peers and customers, um, and uh, the administration that they appoint. And so if you have that kind of principle-centered, uh, principled center uh, to what you do, then you can, you can focus on the value that's really meaningful to the organization, but stay away from just talking tech. Um, because that's not what the organization necessarily needs. In Highland, Illinois, Imming said it's the municipalities who get things done. And if you want to get your hands dirty and solve real problems, government is the place to do it. We know what problems exist and we have a pretty good idea how to resolve them. So, you know, if, if it's from the perspective of, um, you know, of kind of telling your story or getting some attention, it would be for the local munis to stay very close to the county and the state government because there are a lot of synergies there that I think go unnoticed. There's this, there's just a saying, you know, that, that people have out there, just get off your, get off your butt and go knock on doors, you know, like go, don't sit in your office and think, you know, get out there and look around and talk to people and look at your counterparts and, and make sure that, um, you know, you're constantly stretching yourself. It's, 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 a, it's a comfortable place to work in the city that you live in. Um, that comfort affords you the ability to take some risks. Um, you know, take some risks. Don't ever let curiosity um, die. And always, you know, count on your, your coworkers um, because they probably have a whole lot of ideas about maybe what you're doing or how you're doing it um, that could lend itself to some improvement. For Elges, who has spent most of his career in the private sector, working in the public sector is about impact and mission. We really have to focus on what, you, what the mission is when you are in public sector. That's one of the things that led me to public sector, you know, in this part of my career, is the people that you were impacting I, you know, I see every day when I walk outside of City Hall. That wraps up our Golden Gov City Executive of the Year episode here on the Local Smart Podcast. If you haven't already, head to social media and congratulate these great city executives. Be sure to use the hashtag LocalSmart. Join us again next time as we dive into the other winners of our 2019 Local Smart Awards in the categories of Cybersecurity Leader of the Year, Local IT Innovation of the Year, Golden Gov County Executive of the Year, and Local IT Leader of the Year. The Local Smart Podcast, part of the Scoop News Group Podcast Network, is hosted by me, Betsy Forsman, and written and produced by State Scoop's Jake Williams and myself. Our intro, outro, and bumper music are written and produced by Jazzer and available via Creative Commons. For all your state and local government needs, check out statescoop.com. Thanks for listening.